Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here we are. This is the 1st of November, which means we've got another one, two, three, four, five shows this month. Yeah, total of eight shows. I, um, maybe nine shows. Nine shows at the end of the year. Oh, at the end, yeah. Yeah. Last month we did two. Uh, I think I have one more day that I'm going to have a problem with. Although, I think what we'll do the next time is we'll record it offline. Because we could, do, uh, we could just change the time. We never thought of that, did we? Uh, I, uh, no. <laughs> well, I was gone. I was playing some golf. Played pretty well, actually. Thank you very much. And, uh, although I will share a quick story with you, if you don't mind about golf, you play golf. I used to play golf and I used to be a damn good golfer. You know, over time, of course, the, uh, the golfing just, uh, fades the ability to swing. I, properly I mean, I, and- the way it normally, I was, I was playing a lot of golf in high school and college and then I drifted away from it. Most people just get into the game late and play until they're really old. I thought the game, I, I came to the conclusion it was tedious. It's tedious. It's five hours. I've, I, I and turned, also my long game never really came around. So yeah. I gave up. Mm. Well, I have this one driver and it's a long story why I bought this particular driver about two years ago. It's a Wilson. It's a nine degree loft, very flat, but ever since I got it, I couldn't hit it. When I say I couldn't hit it, it's not like, oh, you know, I only, I shot a 78. I just couldn't hit my driver. No, it's not like that. I mean, I couldn't hit the driver. It'd go to the left and dribble to the right and it'd go, to, you know, pop up in the air. Nothing good. So I'm so frustrated because I'm playing in a scramble. I'm hitting my irons pretty well, relatively well for not playing for two years. And here I am on the sixth hole and I'm just bitching and moaning about this driver. And the guy's with me say, listen, you'll beat it. You got to keep on working it. You'll get it. I'm like, I, I, I don't think so. Seventh hole, I get up, I wind up, I take a shot, snap the head right off the club. I didn't do it on purpose, but I was so happy and relieved. Did you <laughs> slam the club into the dirt? I don't know what I did. I hit the ball and just snapped right off. But no, it was, it was relie- I'm relieved. Club. I'm happy. I'm so happy. I didn't want to play with that club anymore. So you know what happened? This is the funny thing. So one guy, I said, what am I going to do? He said, look, I got two bags of rented clubs here. Just pull out what you want. I'm like, okay. So I pulled out a driver. Wouldn't you know it? I hit it relatively well. The rest of the game from seventh hole, eighth hole through the 18. So there's something with that driver. Yeah, I guess so. I'm glad you got that story out of your system. I have a golf joke if you want to hear one. I, sure. There's a million of these jokes. Guy's playing. He's got this really smart caddy, one of the best in the business. And he gets to hole uh, seven. And there is a, uh, it's a hard hole. It's got a dog leg. The caddy comes up to him and says, see that outhouse over there? If you're really accurate and hit the ball into the window of that thing, it'll go right out of the other side, one bounce, it'll be within a couple of feet of the hole. Hmm. This is no way. He says, yeah, try it. So the guy takes a swing. And it hits the ball, perfect shot. As it goes through the window, his wife happened to be in the outhouse. Oh. Bang, hits her right in the head, kills her. So the guy said, fires the cat. He said, this is terrible. So five years later, 
comes around with a new cat, caddy that had all these tips and he goes around the same course and he gets to the seventh hole and the caddy comes up to him and says, Hey, you want to get onto the green and one, see that outhouse over there hmm. with the hole in it. You shoot right through. They hit that window to bounce on the other side, go right onto the green. The guy and the, the golfer explodes. He says, what do you, what, why are you telling me this? The last time I did that, I bogeyed the hole. <laughs> That's not so funny, but it's good. Uh, it's a golf joke. Golf jokes are not really funny. Golf jokes are all that way. Yeah, it's all that way. They're like really subdued dad jokes. <laughs> long, long subdued dad jokes. I don't know. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about what's going on. A lot of things happening in the markets. It's what I would consider a financial war zone out there. Since we've last met, ah, a few trillion here or there has been lost. Mostly in the large caps, the Amazons, the, the Metas. Just Metas. Just it's 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 take a couple of letters off. Uh, uh. Bad. So earnings are out. Netflix did well. Apple, I think, was a sigh of relief that they didn't just get obliterated and have a big problem. Although now in the back end, the last couple of days, there's some concern and a lot of discussion about. Shutting down the Foxconn, there's a, you know people are running out in the streets when they were about to close down because of COVID policy once again. People being locked in Disneyland when they declared it shut down and couldn't leave and just all this hysteria. And now talking about 30% production manufacturing slowdown in, uh, in Foxconn, which is, you know, you probably could tell this better than I can. Could you explain to people what it's like a Foxconn manufacturing facility. It's not a small little outfit, right? It's like the Rouge, that old Ford factory where, you know, metal went in one end and cars came out the other. It's monstrous. It's a monstrous facility. It's bigger than imaginable. You can, and if anyone's gone to a large factory like a assembly line or a motor manufacturing operation, these things, this these Asian operations are like, as far as the eye can see stuff, it's really hard to imagine. Yeah, pretty cool. So um, for all the market timers who, you know, got in on the breakdown this month and said, hey, things are going to be really bad and we're going to see hitting the lows again. Boy, man, they probably got skinned alive because the markets decided that they're going to just go up and up and up. October was one of the best months in decades for certain parts of the market. And uh, this week, we do have a Fed meeting. As a matter of fact, they met today and they're meeting tomorrow. There's a lot of talk about the new the new wobble, not the pivot. It's called a wobble. That's the new word out there, that the Fed, Fed's doing a wobble, which means if you think about the difference between a pivot, pivot and a, 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 a wobble, a pivot is I'm going this direction. I'm turning left sharply. I'm going to go in that direction, right? And then they keep on going that direction. Yes. That a, would be a pivot. A wobble is like a speed bump. They go over, a little something goes, they go left, right, left, and they keep going in the same direction, though. So tomorrow at 2 p.m., Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the gang over at the Fed is going to release their latest rate hike decision. Everybody's expecting a 0.75 or three-quarters of 1% increase. And then at 2.30, they're going to talk about the direction so 2 o'clock, everybody figures out what they're going to do with their money. They're going to buy in. They're going to close out. They're going to short. They're going to cover. They're going to do whatever they're doing. By 
Everybody's squared up. The markets are doing whatever they're doing. Treasuries are going bonkers. Dollars going all over the place. Gold, silver, blow, you know, blowing in this direction and that direction. And uh, the Fed probably is saying, okay, like what's happening and what do I have to say? Right now, they're not in the save the market mode. They're more so in the let's keep inflation down at ever, any any rate. So it's going to be... Um, Wasn't that what they're supposed to do anyway? They're supposed to keep inflation down. Yes, clearly. But I think the big issue right now and what happened today, in, in fact, in today, was that things were going swimmingly well this morning. A little bit of a down day yesterday. And all of a sudden, the jolts report came out showing a 500,000 uh, increase in job openings last month. 500,000. Yeah, which is dubious. Yeah, but everybody's like, uh, wait a minute. Maybe this isn't such a good thing. Maybe the Fed is going to need to continue their, their rate hiking path at this point. And maybe this major move that we saw. Do you know how much... The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up in October, just the month of October. A couple thousand points. 14%. Wow. That's a good year. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was artificially pushed down, so, you know. Yeah, definitely the month before September was a terrible month. And one of the things that really moved it was Apple it had one of those biggest days ever. Amazon had one of its worst, by the way. Amazon is now at a 52-week low today. Hmm. Gee, it's funny. Didn't somebody on this, the two of, amongst the two of us uh, playing the game short that stock sometime back? It's possible. Uh, huh. Is it still in here? Let's see. Amazon short. Amazon short. Only, only two weeks ago. Nice play, John. We'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that thank soon. You. Thank yes. you very much. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then we have, of course, the uh, windfall tax. Oh, that that's uh, this notion that if a company makes too much money, and especially if it's a couple of weeks before the any kind of election, we have to scold them for making so much money and costing everybody terrible amounts. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what you got to do. So by that by that is you know I had some. He did discussion with a few colleagues and friends. Like, yeah, ah, that's terrible. These gas companies are ripping everybody off. I'm like, uh-huh, okay, I got it. I understand. It's, it was terrible. There was a situation that arose, the, the war, and there were supply issues, and there was all sorts of problems. Uh-huh. They should be penalized. Look at all the money they're making. I'm like, what? <laughs> what, what about when Apple was making money, and it still is, making money hand over fist? Not the same. Why is it not the same? How come it's not the same? Well, I'll tell you why it's not the same. Because you don't need a phone to get to work or to live your life. So they yeah, say. Yeah, you do. So they say. I'm like, what? How, you, how do you figure that? Well, people can still have landlines. I said, and you can drive a goddamn bicycle to work. <laughs> right? It's possible. Yeah, that's the counter argument. You got it. You're right. You can drive a bike to work. You don't need gasoline. Get yourself a horse. I mean, something. So this whole ridiculousness. Now, are the um, oil companies making a shit ton of money? Absolutely. You start cutting into this and you start deciding randomly who you're going to penalize for the benefit of others. You've lost capitalism entirely and now socialized the system. Won't they just nationalize the oil companies? Well, there you go. Same thing. 
That Isn't would that, do it. Same thing. What is there a difference between nationalizing and taking the profits and giving it to other people and spreading it around? Uh, there's a, yeah, a, uh, there's a nomenclature difference. Okay, and 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 there's a ownership differential. But mark my words, you have a tax. Why did they do that to the uh, drug companies selling the COVID vaccines that don't work? Uh, because. Because it was COVID. It's COVID. And it's good for it's good for ratings. Good for ratings. Scare the crap out of people, then come to the rescue. And they'll pay for it. And this is just a terrible situation, but I I, I you know I you know, Pfizer made all sorts of money. Johnson Johnson's making crazy amounts of money on their on their drugs. And, you know, we had this thing where they have this little drug policy coming out. They gotta, you know, chop those prices down because the drug companies don't spend a lot of money in in research and development, by the way. It just magically, somebody thinks it up one day and the drug appears. Just, it, it's it's so shallow. Well, I think I think there's a problem with the drug companies. Well, this which brings me back to the point, why don't we just go, why don't we, uh, why don't we tax them more? They, they practice gouging when they can. The price of insulin, for example, went from normal prices to unbelievably high prices. There's drug after drug after drug, many of them in public domain. They shouldn't even be uh, repatented, but they get repatented and they, they jack the price up 10x. There's no reason for that. There's no reason for that, but you start- And, and if they're going to do that, let's tax them instead of the oil companies. The oil companies aren't, you know, they're just doing what they do, which is, you know, pump oil and refine it. There's not that much to the business. But you're not in favor of taxing any of these companies exceptionally higher than other companies because of what they do, do are you? If they're gouging the public on purpose. Well, if they, then we can extend this discussion the to the oil companies. I mean, you have to remember that before Richard Nixon, all these HMOs and all these little, uh, these little medical operations, which have pretty much taken over medicine, they were, it was illegal for them to make a profit because it was not in the public interest. And Nixon lifted the ban on, on the profit thing. And the next thing you know, HMOs and all the rest of these, these little operations that, that ate up all the small doctors, there's no independent doctors anymore. That's all because of Nixon. And uh, you could argue that, well, that's great because there's more capitalistic but medicine it was always thought traditionally that medicine was not, was a public service. It was a public interest situation where you don't want to profiteer off of the dead and dying. Oh, you're dying. Well, let's uh, we, by the way, we're going to triple the price of, of your care. That kind of thing. Have you ever seen the prices of a funeral casket? Talk about oh, profiteering God. off the dead. Seriously. Well, it's like 12 it's grand for a box. So absurd. That, that by the way, is going to be buried and 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 uh, decompose. Rot. Just so ridiculous. Anyway, you know, so uh, but anyway, value still outpacing growth year to date. Value stocks, the energy stocks, the financials down eleven percent, while the growth, the technology, biotech, healthcare, uh, some consumers discretionary down twenty seven percent this year. This is how good of a month it was. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 14%. Financials up 11%. Long treasuries, the 20 and 30-year treasuries, down 6%. Small caps up 12%. China was down 12%. Oil was up 8%. So 
The financials started wild. off- It was a, definitely a wild month. Crazy month. And, 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 and I think a lot of people would be very surprised that it seemed to go up as much as it did because it somehow felt like a bad month. Because we dipped down into October 12th. That was the low. October 12th. Yeah, that, well, that was right. Yes, that's when it was headed to 2,700 and, or 27,000. And of course, never, never cracked. Uh, it got into the 28s, I guess. Yep. So J.P. Morgan is, is coming up with a new idea. So there's all these new ideas that come out to try to make sure that you know, things happen in a smooth and orderly manner. And one of the things that has been discussed is that the rental game, houses that are for rent, particularly for maybe small, um, you know, owners of, of small apartment complexes, you know, maybe eight or nine little apartments or maybe a house that you're renting out, something of that nature, that's not an Airbnb. Supposedly that checks are still the most used money transfer process to pay rent today as it was before. In fact, set, there's a, supposedly, according to J.P. Morgan, 78% of people are still paying using old school checks and money orders. Yeah. Seems like a lot, doesn't it? Uh, well, I'm a big advocate of checks. I mean, I only write maybe two a month, but, um, well, you, you and Deluxe. What? You and Deluxe. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're the big advocates. Yeah. Deluxe. (laughs) Um, it it may be, I mean, if you listen to people that, if you listen to people in and around tech, if you listen to Gen X and Gen Z and millennials, you'd think nobody ever wrote a check. They make fun of checks. They, they say nobody reads books. They make fun of books. Why are you reading a book? You know, you can get it on the internet. Uh, so it's like, it's like paper shaming. And those are the same people that don't have places to live. They're living with their parents <laughs> or they're living with somebody else. They give them cash. I don't know. So... Well, uh, J.P. Morgan is coming up with a platform. It's created for property owners and managers that automates the invoicing and receipt of online rent payments. So it's, I don't know, I, you can't pay by Zelle. You can't pay by Venmo. You can't pay by PayPal. You can't, or, how about this? How about this? How, what I do with my office check, I put a monthly automated payment that just goes out. So yeah, it goes into their bank account. Yeah. So J.P. Morgan has spent the past few years working on the software called Story, which is meant to ultimately become an all-in-one property management solution. So this is going to—they're looking to take another. That's like piece. a solution for something—a problem that doesn't exist. Yeah. Now there's also does, uh, it, does it take Venmo? Does it take PayPal? Does it take all these other services? Does it take Pop Money? What else does it do? It's just going to probably or connect with J.P. Checks. Morgan. It's probably going to... And then you get this check coming and you got to take it to J.P. Got to give it to J.P. Morgan. What if you have your own bank account? There's no checks anymore is what I'm saying. They're trying to digitize the whole process. Ugh. You know? I mean, it's nice because uh, you get your payment on time. You don't have to worry about it bouncing. You don't have to worry about depositing, holding on to it, all the things that go along with checks. I mean, I haven't yeah, been to that, a bank in forever. All that hard work. Yeah. You said about what banks? What, I have what? I have not been to a bank for the only time I go to a bank is to get cash. Otherwise, everything is done like eight times a month. Everything is done with by my phone. I just do deposits that way. The, uh, things that don't. My come daughter to my does bank. her deposits over the phone. I don't like the idea. What? Why not? 
I want to get the re- receipt on the spot. Uh, I, I like the, I like the paper trail. There's no paper, real paper trail when you, I mean, the, 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 a picture of the deposit is saved, but I understand if somehow, you know, 1980s is appealing to you, but anyway, uh, renters are filing a lawsuit this week, alleging that a company that makes price setting software for apartments and, um, nine of the nation's biggest property managers formed a cartel to artificially inflate rents in violation of federal law. So this lawsuit was filed by a, um, uh, after an article by ProPublica. They, they, they put out an investiga- investigatory investigation. Good for them. They do that yeah. once in a while. So concerned about this software. They said, hey, wait a minute. Uh, this company called RealPage was pushing rent prices above competitive levels, facilitating price fixing. And include yeah, this lawsuit accuses. Yeah, so, so, so this is like a cartel, they said, because they had all these guys, they had these algorithms to churn through a trove of data each night to suggest daily pricing for available rental units and kept them all up. This is like the crap that was going on with the companies like Zillow and Open Door that were buying houses just by you submitting it online, kind of like what Carvana does. Yeah, you put your VIN in and gives you a well, price. This used to, let's go back to the original similar scam. The guys, and I I can say, because I know a guy who was one of these guys. Um, I knew a guy. He uh, had one of these video dating services. Mm-hmm. And when the hottie comes through with a video dating tape, he's he wouldn't put the tape up, he'd date her. Hmm. Seem, it's like, wow. wow, that's pretty creative. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just exactly the same kind of scam. Right. It's just, a, it just makes it look like it's a bigger thing, but it's really just a small little group uh, screwing the people that are, well, screwing on both of those deals, I guess, right? Uh, oh, hey. <laughs> oh. So uh, what else do we got? Wobble Baby, we talked about that. Uh, still robust up. Okay. Um, today, about 12 o'clock. You know, you're not supposed to politicize the Fed, right? It's supposed to be an independent operation. It's like the Supreme Court is separate yeah, and apart. It's like a Trump. Yeah, it's yeah. like a it's like a, a different part of the a little bit of a China wall in between all these different parts of government. Well, when 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 Trump Absolutely. when Trump was saying this and that about the Fed, people were just like, Oh, can't do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Breaking the law. You know, whatever they were doing, right? They were getting crazy. Well, now today. Impeach him. Yeah, well, it's always impeach him. Chief economist, and that's like a Wolf Wolf Blitzer. Is that an impeachable offense? It's always, there's like a month, it's always, <laughs> is that, do you think that's impeachable? Um, so chief economist and economic policy advisor, the vice president uh, of the United States, Jared Bernstein. So the political, listen to this, the chief economist and economic policy advisor to the vice president of the United States. Could you name who that party is? No. Either one of them. Could you name no. the vice president of the United States or the chief economist, the vice president? Well, I can name the vice president. And where has she it's, been? It's supposed to be Kamala Harris. And where is she? Uh, she doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't know either? I have no idea where mm. she is. She's maybe scared inside. She's scared of hammers. No, she's she's happy because she's, as you know, our thesis uh, and a column I wrote for Substack uh, pushes the idea that she's stoned 
all the time. She's just wasted on on pot. Just getting rocked all day long, huh? She's she's baked. She's baked. Well, and it explains everything. It does. It does. Just hanging out, just eating Twinkies and Devil Dogs and Laughing smoking smoking weed all day. Mm. Uh, Jared Bernstein. He says uh, he, he hit the wires today. He says uh, Biden has endorsed the Fed's policy pivot. So first of all, there's a lot to unpack in those six words. Yeah. Where's the pivot? Where's the pivot? That was a wobble. It's supposed to be. It seems to be a wobble these days. And then on top of it, what do you mean that Biden has endorsed it? Is that, what is that? It's not happening. It's, it's, it's um, much too early to say that. And then is that trying to put influence on the Fed? Is that what the point of that is? You're asking the wrong guy. Well, I, what do you mean I'm asking the wrong guy? You can you can speculate. <laughs> I have no idea what they're up to. They don't know themselves. <laughs> that is, see, that's the point. They have no idea. The economic policies of this administration are, I don't want to say the word lacking because that doesn't even describe it. It, any, it doesn't even no, paint they, the right they, picture. They don't have anybody with any experience. Everybody's not, it's all professional politicians. They don't know anything about even running a simple business like uh, dry cleaners and they're doing all this, you know, based out of, out of thin air, what they think should be going on. What the, 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 I think that should be this way. They, they, I agree with you. They, they are, they're, they're, maybe they're all getting stoned. Now they think about it. Maybe it's just one big hash party. No, maybe. maybe. I just don't see Biden as a dope smoker. Yeah, that's correct. It would interfere with the rest of his medications. So Fang, you know, the old F-A-A-N-G, which is now, uh, uh, what does it stand for now? Let's see, we got Apple, we got Amazon, we got Netflix, we got Facebook, and we got Google. So the F on the beginning is changed their name. They're now Meta, so that would be Mang. And uh, Google is now back to alpha, is Alphabet, so it would be Mana, <laughs> if we use the right. They can't keep up with these names. Yeah. yeah. Um so look look at this chart. This chart this is pretty cool. Let me uh, copy the... No, the chart is a list. The list, sorry. Table, table. It's more like table. a table. It's a table. Yeah. So this table that was uh, put together, this is as of last Thursday. But still, it makes the point. A total of three, not one, not two, but three trillion dollars has been lost in market cap from seven companies. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And the joke of it is Apple is the laggard there. She they only lost thirty-four billion. Well, everyone else has lost six, seven hundred billion. Flesh wound. Just a flesh, yeah, it's a flesh wound. wound. Just a flesh wound. Uh Amazon's down five hundred and forty billion and even a little bit more right now. Uh dipped under the trillion dollar mark. Remember everybody's going crazy. Oh, we're over a trillion. We're over two trillion. We got two. We got two trillion dollar companies, which Apple is still. Microsoft was a two trillion dollar company, no longer. Uh, I think maybe even Alphabet was two trillion at one point. Oh yeah, see one point nine. So one point nine, almost two. Almost two. So uh, that was on ten twenty seven when the high of the markets. Now, Microsoft is down seven hundred billion. Seven hundred billion. Same thing as Alphabet. Facebook, which started out much smaller, is down $588 billion, only worth a mere $280 billion right now. I mean, just 70% reduction in that deal. Poor bastards. Yeah, Tesla down $326 billion. And uh, Netflix down $160 billion, but again, started out much smaller. 
Well, it's a small company by comparison to the other guys. Still a $136 billion company, which is still pretty amazing. Yeah, considering what they do. Yep. Yes, it's, it's, I watched, uh, I watched, what I watched the other day? I watched a movie called The Bear, a show called The Bear. It's on Hulu. Seen that one? I, I think I tried to watch it. Oh, I thought it was good. The only thing I've been mm. watching, my wife got me watching. I mean, I, I watched it first. I didn't like it. Adam likes it too, but a show on, I think it's on Hulu called Reboot. Reboot. And it's quite good. It's very funny. I mean, you have to, there's eight episodes out. And it's, uh, it's episodic. It's about rebooting an old TV show. And it's kind of behind the scenes. It's not quite inside baseball, but there's a lot of good gags in mm. there. Have to check it out. Because the thing I'm watching right now with my wife is just not good. It's called Scra uh, the Scratch, Scratch from Scratch. No, go what? What you like reboot probably because yeah. it's got some funny because of the actors, right? And Paul Reiser's in it. He's always good for a chuckle. Like it? I like it. Social media, we're getting this terrible slashing. However, today, once again, we've seen this before. The same kind of move with the rumor that, uh, they're finally going to shut down. TikTok. They're going to finally make it illegal. Nobody's shutting down TikTok. Adam says the same thing. He, he thinks it's going to be shut down? Everybody seems to think this. It, it is. Because they're, because they're eating the lunch of the American companies, yeah. as you just mm -hmm. pointed out in this in this table. These guys are, you know, billion-dollar companies. You know, what? how much lunch are they eating? The, the, the idea that, and the, the concern, that people have is that somehow TikTok has a corner on just emptying all the information about you into their system all the time. Yeah. And essentially they are so good at it that every piece of your data and movement and everything about you is going to be absorbed and thereby giving it to the, the Chinese, which are going to do something with it. They're oh, going to yeah. sell you something. Yeah. yeah, they're going to do something with it. Which is semi-absurd. So this idea, this this ban on TikTok would be good for Facebook and for Snap. Facebook, Twitter's out of the, out of the running because it's no longer publicly traded. But it seems to be pretty unlikely. So I, we've done, I think we've gone through this many times before. I don't think it's going to happen. I do not yeah. think it's going to happen. People will go crazy. They won't know what to do. And the thing, yeah, well, that's the thing that people overlook. People that use TikTok and follow these characters that are doing TikTok videos, and there's a bunch of them. There's probably a thousand of them that are pretty popular. They like it. Yeah. So what's not to like? I mean, how much information is the Chinese gleaning from this? This what I would consider a kind of a dumb website. Um, I mean, I. I rarely go on TikTok. Well, TikTok videos are cross going cross platforms. No, TikTok videos, the good ones show up elsewhere, so you don't mm -hmm. have to really go to TikTok. Mm -hmm. There's a like the the libs of TikTok uh, on Twitter is a very funny uh, guy or girl. It's a girl. It's a woman to follow, and she posts all these cra the craziest of the crazy. Mm -hmm. Nutball TikTok videos. And so you watch them. You don't have to go to TikTok. <laughs> well, 
Let's go to Brazil then. Instead of going to TikTok, Brazilian leftist leader Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. Lula. Narrow, yeah, Lula narrowly defeated Bolsonaro in a runoff election. Bolsonaro was not conceding. He says he's going to follow the Constitution. Sounds so familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, Bolsonaro is kind of a Trump-like guy, yeah. at least as this Brazilians see him. Uh, in some ways, he's he's more extreme. Much more but extreme. They, his the, whole COVID, his whole COVID outlook was be with yeah, groups. Forget about it. He, yeah. he was so upside down on COVID. He's like what Turkey is to inflation, where they're going to reduce rates to knock out inflation. Yeah, Bolsonaro was uh, made some errors in his judgment, but the uh, the Brazilian public, the large, not, not the not the industrialists and the upper classes and even the upper middle class. The Brazilians in general love Lulu because he's a socialist that gives them free money. Sure. It, it, that, the free that. money flies when he's in, when he's around. Yeah. And uh, we now have truck drivers believed to be Bolsonaro supporters on Sunday blocked the highway in four places in the state of Mato Grosso, a major grains producer. So Brazilian markets were volatile and because, as you had mentioned so, so uh, appropriately, uh, Lula is not a free market capitalist. He may actually be pretty negative he's, for them. He's an out and out socialist. But the Brazil, Brazilians in general haven't gone there a million times. Uh, they flip flop between right wing and out and out borderline communism in their outlooks and, and what they, who they went for rulers. It really swings wildly. And uh, Lula was actually indicted for some sort of corruption. They claim it was bull crap, but I don't know if it was or not. Yeah, they have, their politics a, is terrible. It's well, really, I, I, yeah. I've never seen anything. Bolsonaro like also has a lot of baggage, let's just say. Well, he's probably, that's Brazil. It sure is. So I want to get back to this windfall tax for a moment because the discussion is, it, it, there's one thing I, we overlooked and I, and I wanted to ask you about. And that is my thought that higher taxes reduces profits, which is going to require companies to potentially jack up their prices even more. Isn't that possible? Yeah, that's what that's what high taxes do. They It forces inflation. So this is also, in my opinion, a very bad path for capital markets, very bad. And, and question, of course, who's next, but, and, and potentially ruining capitalism. But what, what exactly is a windfall? Is there going to be a certain profit that's going to say that over this amount is the windfall? And if so, we know what's going to happen. Creative accounting gets involved, Right. Oh yeah, you can cut that back. Creative accounting is is the answer so to are everything. We, are we going to say that a company that makes uh, margins of let's just use a number sixty percent is raping the consumers? You mean like Apple? There's a ton of companies we can mention. Yeah. What about Starbucks? I think their coffee is way too high in price. Oh, definitely. I'm not going to argue with that. So, so if or Nike, their shoes are not worth eighty five dollars for the sneakers, or more, depending on the, uh, you know, who's got their name signed on it. 
And and do we extend it out to other areas of, I don't know, uh, how about if you want to buy a Toyota Sequoia right now, the best you're going to get is 20000 over ask. Over really? ask, is, yeah. My, I have a few friends who are looking into Sequoias. Everywhere they've called is 20000 over ask. You know, 20000 over, there's, over there's a, there's a profiteering. There, uh, right? Is that a windfall? Yeah. Where does it end? Where does it end? <laughs> it doesn't end. If you're going to have a price above, isn't this supply-demand that dynamic that is always the case? And, and what if my house happens to be a really great particular house on a block and people want to, I mean, I'm not a publicly traded company, but, you know, there is a major upside to it. I, th- there's so many problems with all of this. Diamonds. It's a piece of compressed carbon. We can go down a long list of things that are terribly overpriced. Should we tax a restaurant that in Miami serves a $1,000 steak? Hmm. Right? What place is this? <laughs> it's, uh, it's called uh, Poppies. They, come, they, to the, a, they come to the they table. Wagyu, is it Wagyu it's, or is it, it? It's a Wagyu. Uh, what tomahawk? kind of Wagyu? Because a normal $1,000 steak of Wagyu steak, if it was real W5 or A5 or whatever that stuff is out of Japan, it's not edible. Oh, I like it. It just a small amount. You can't no, eat- it's ed- yeah, pieces are pieces, edible, yeah. but you couldn't eat a no, big, no, a heart big, attack. Sl- yeah, you dropped it on the spot. <laughs> it's just a I've giant a, piece of. I've had a few pieces. And it's like okay, I'm good. I mean, I love it, but it's no, not- and it's very filling. Yeah. Actually, even American Wagyu, they tell you to always assume that what a serving for one's a serving for two. So, what they do is they come around to the table. You order this this thousand dollar steak. And now, you remember this you any, is there any sides? You get some fries. I think Would they you do get, some, like get fries with that. I think you do get a side. I think you get a side of 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 a vegetable and maybe even get a salad. You could you could get a, a glass of some kind of either f- uh, flat or sparkling water. Well, I was thinking Pepto Bismol. <laughs> so, do you remember the the scene in? Uh, oh, why can't I remember the name of this movie? It's on tip. John Travolta. Uh, where he was the gangster, where it was a, a Quentin Tarantino film, Pulp Fiction. Remember Pulp, yeah. fi- Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Where at the end there was some briefcase they opened and it glowed. It looked like it was gold or something. That's how yeah. the steak comes. It always get covered in gold leaf. It you, they, they a whole bunch of people come around with this 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 suitcase, and they're dancing, they're singing, they're doing. They open the suitcase. And this thing glows gold. I don't know, there's some lighting or something in the suitcase. And they put it on the table and cut it right there. It doesn't seem to be a $1,000 steak to me. But who am I? Who am I? Yeah, it's for the drug dealers down Now, uh, going right back to the insane, which governments have... Maybe they're all smoking pot right now. I don't know. But UK, the Prime Minister Sunak, he's going to sign off on a great, um, on, on, a, on a 50 billion pound tax increase. Two weeks mm. ago, they were cutting taxes on the rich. Remember that? Yeah. Well, they were cutting taxes on everybody. Markets went into a free fall. 
big problem. There was no plan. Right, the, the pound fell to a buck. Terrible. This week, they're increasing taxes by $50 billion. 50 billion pounds. No wonder there's no confidence in this government. There's none. They can't make up their minds. Yeah, they can't make this stuff either. You want to talk about Twitter at all and Elon? Well, I don't know what to talk about. It's like, you know, everyone's all bent out of shape because he took over. I don't see any difference. There's no difference yet, but it's a new toy. It's like his new toy on Christmas. He's texting. He's changing things. He's got the power. He's got the power. He could now, he, 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 Twitter Blue is $19.95 a month. Oh, the hell with it. It's $8 a month now. Well, I think eight's too high. I think if you want to get a blue account or blue check, I think $8 a year would bring in, you know, millions of dollars and it would be, uh, it would do the trick. By them charging. I'm not using, I mean, I use, I use Twitter, for example. I don't need the, the blue check mark or not. I use Twitter so my followers know when a new, no agenda or a DHM plug show came out. That's basically it. Yep. Or if I did a Substack column, I put that on there. Uh, I don't need a blue check mark for that. The blue check mark is a validation of authentic authenticity of who you are. Isn't that the yeah. point? That's the point. That was the blue check mark. Well, that was, that the, was the original mark. point. Mm-hmm. Now, that means due diligence was done on you to show that you're not a bot, by the way. That's important. Yeah, even though I don't think that's necessarily true with a lot of them. But once they start charging for it, it it bastardizes the process. I think so. Because now they want the money per month and they have an extra added desire to give you the check, even though you may be undeserving. Yeah, so anyone can get it. Now. Yeah. So now it's everybody just, can get it. It's, it's like nobody has it. Right. So stupid idea, so Mr. You, Elon. So it doesn't do anything. It doesn't it's do anything. A- stupid. Now, GM temporarily suspending advertising on Twitter. They said they're suspending advertising as it evaluates Twitter's new direction. It will continue to utilize the platform to interact with customers, but not pay for advertising. Fisker, which is CEO, uh, Henry, Henrik Fisker, CEO of the EV startup Fisker Inc., deleted his Twitter account. That will serve you right. Earlier this Why? week. Because, because when, the, when Twitter's board accepted Elon Musk's bid to buy the company and take it private, he says, no siree. My competition will not get my uh, account, my free it, account. So, because it, so, his account's so valuable, you're giving Elon Musk an edge in the electric car market. Surely, yes, he made a statement, uh-huh. and I think that has really been it's reverberated because Heinrich, I think Henrik Fisker is probably too woke oh. to want to be on Twitter anymore. Mm. Twitter, Twitter is a bit of a cesspool. It's oh, it is. It's yeah. always been, though. Uh, we talked about uh, Amazon, Google, Meta, uh, all, all um, problematic. Amazon results were somewhat in line. The outlook was the problem. One of the big issues was they, they, were, they were projecting lower revenues. That's not good in inflationary times when things cost more. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a bad message. I agree 100% with that. Mm. Back in yeah, China, going to cost more. His revenue should be going should up be going just up. without doing any more work. But you may not, you may not have, you may not have the net earnings, but at least you're, you have something to work with. Right. 
Now, back in China, we have lockdowns again. The yuan falls, registering its eighth straight monthly loss and its longest streak of losing since 1994. China's factory and services activity unexpectedly fell in October. How is it unexpected when they keep shutting stuff down? Because you're not supposed to know that. It's just, it's supposed to be continue magically hovering and levitating regardless of what China does in their crazy world. That's ridiculous. Production of Apple's uh, iPhones, meantime, can slump 30%, they said, as uh, Fox ta- Foxconn shuts down part of its uh, locations in Shenzhen. Yeah, I think Apple's got more than one maker of these things, but Foxconn's definitely the biggest one. What is this deal with China, Disney World, China? Whatever, where, I don't even know where it is. I think I it's Shanghai. Of, I think it's Shanghai. I believe it's Shanghai. I thought it was outside of Beijing. Maybe not. Okay, Shanghai. You want me to look it up real they quick? They lock anything down and shut people inside. What are they supposed to do in there? They can eat the turkey legs. <laughs> Visitors trapped in Shanghai's no Disney Resort. Here it is. It's right here on China. The Guardian. Visitors trapped in Shanghai's Disney Resort after lockdown announced. Video shows guests rushing to lock gates as strict COVID restrictions return to China. They were trapped inside for a second time in 12 months after authorities and operators suddenly announced a lockdown as part of China's strict pandemic response. In a repeat that would happen, they were, they were rushing the gates, the lock gates. How awful is this? How awful is this? Um, and so it, sounds, so, so it sounds to me, if you're going to go to Disneyland, China, you better bring some bolt cutters with you. And there's also a massive escape of employees from the lockdown Foxconn factory. Let me see what that is, because that was a big one here. Let's see what it says. This is interesting. Uh, videos shared on Chinese social media show people who are allegedly working at Foxconn plant for climbing over fences and carrying their belongings along the road. Uh, they have 200,000 workers at this one Zhenzhou complex. Yes, I think that's the big one. Uh, There's a picture of just this massive amount of people with luggage and stuff just rushing for the gates. <laughs> How awful is that? You don't want to work in that kind of situation. The place is nuts. Now, here's a great story. You're going to like this because this is the second time in the last I don't know, couple of years and probably in our lifetimes, I think in our lifetimes, in both of our lifetimes, that this has happened. And that is, do you remember over the last several weeks, months, we've been talking about this hellacious winter. Adam's been talking about no agenda. No agenda, by the way, Thursdays and Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern time. You can find it on No Agenda Stream. It's live, or you can find it on your favorite podcast repository. Um, 15 years. 15, it is 15 years. Amazing. Amazing. And not a fight, supposedly, but you get bicker. You like bicker. You bicker a little bit. Well, you bicker. You have to. So the, the, the standing discussion has been that, oh, my God, Europe is in for a horrible winter between heating oil and natural gas. There's not enough. They're not getting it. The Ukrainian situation and the Russian shutdown, big problem. Natural gas is ridiculously expensive. You know what I'm talking about, right? You've heard this a lot. Yeah. And they're frantic about natural gas, natural gas, natural gas. Well, there is so much natural gas going over to Europe right now that all of the facilities and containers and holding tanks and various other places that hold natural gas, either in uh, natural gas state, gas state, or in LNG state, 
are full. Full. Now, oh, they're talking about how it's going to be a warm winter and there's not enough, you know, this is a, look at what happened to European natural gas last week. This chart, oh yeah, let me take a picture of this because this is, this, 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 this you have to see to believe in the chat room. I just posted it. You don't have a link here. What do you mean? It's right below. Oh, no, there it is. I see it. Sorry. Now yeah. look at that. Do you see the last price? Drop down a bit. What do you, do you see the actual last price? Yeah. The last price is a negative number. So you will get paid. <laughs> You'll to get take the natural gas off their hands. Correct. It didn't stay there. It came popped back a little bit, but still pretty amazing. Is high in the middle of last month or so of uh, three hundred. Yeah, three hundred minus fifteen. Yeah, three hundred per whatever it is per megawatt hour or something. Uh, like sub cubic feet. Yeah. So down to negative fifteen. Unbelievable. I know it was it was only a certain circumstance, but still pretty amazing that they had enough at this particular area. This was. Uh, uh, does it say which one it is, though? Uh, it doesn't say it on here. But anyway, it's the T-T-F-O-N-X-H-R. So, again, the point here, though, is that the hysteria, and maybe maybe the hysteria was good. Maybe the hysteria forced companies to really pick up the slack. What do you think about that? Well, definitely shook some... some uh, I would say some investors up one way or the other, but that looks just like if you can play commodities, which is a rough go. I mean, if you look at the natural gas, you can see it doesn't go move much. And then all of a sudden it takes off like a rocket and then collapses like a rocket. Well, yeah, like a rocket collapsing. Uh, there had to be money made. Surely. Yeah. On both sides. I mean, millions. I agree. And lost. Money made and lost. Or money made and made. Oh, I like it. Yeah, there you go. Dump it up there in the 250 area and just wait. You didn't have to wait very long. And boom. Rotates down. Short it down. Hmm. Well, uh, in a, a hat tip to the idea that the higher rates are working, we saw that in the beginning of this year, mortgage rates were 3%, and now they're about 7%. That's in 10 months, which is pretty amazing. Close to eight, yeah. So one of the things that you see is that housing market is cooling off a little bit. Case-Shiller price in August was 13% higher, which is still a lot from a year ago. And it's down, it was 15.5% annual gain the previous month. This 2.6% difference in the monthly comparisons is the largest in history of the index, the largest historical drop on a month-by-month basis, which it launched in 87, meaning the price gains are declining at a record pace. The uh, price gains are declining. Correct. That's correct. It's like price it's growth it's is still going up, but that's it's correct. not going up like crazy. It went up too much. I'm glad you picked that up because that's what I was getting at, this, this whole idea that it is slowing, and it is working clearly. We know that if you had a hundred thousand dollar mortgage, it was three percent. You're paying three thousand dollars a year in just interest. Now you're paying seven thousand a year just in interest on a hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Yeah. However, the idea that we're seeing a massive slowdown in housing, I would say that if we saw a slowdown, it would be zero or more to the negative. 
prices would be lower than they were a year ago. Yeah, those numbers wouldn't would all be negative or zero. So just a little less. Yeah, it's just I don't know why they. I mean, I don't know why they portray it that way, but it's like uh, it's like the Defense Department budget. They always say, "Oh, we're going to have a oh, we're having huge cuts in the Defense Department budget," but they never do any cuts per se. They cut the amount they're going to add to the, to the Defense Department budget. So we have six hundred million or six hundred billion. It's going to be. 700 billion and they say, oh, it's going to be some cuts. The cuts may mix brings from 600 to 680. How's that a cut? A success story. This, the world has gone, well, it's been a, a sham for a long time. As long as people don't catch on. We, I hope people don't catch on because if they do, I think some people are going to, the, the ears are going to start fluttering. <laughs> no, people aren't going to catch on. Why would they? Nobody's going to catch on. It's a big game. But if you can play the game right, that's the that's the play. If you can play along, some people are like, well, you know, uh, I'm not going to buy this or do this because of that. Well, wait a minute. If it's going up, you buy it, you're great. If it's going down, you're short, you're doing great. Who cares what the rationale is? Because if you don't make the money somebody else is going to, it's not illegal. And maybe, in fact, you'd feel good about it. And if you don't like it, go to do sports gambling. Sure. Last thing on this list is Uber. Monthly active users on Uber's apps rose 14%, exceeding the level seen in 2019 back in September, helped by airport trips, while revenue from the rideshare segment rose 73% in the third quarter from a year ago. People were very nervous about, of course, riding. Of course, they're looking to scale back hiring and reduce expenses to expand profitability. So they did have a driver shortage in the United States during its recovery. But now the active drivers are totally all back to the levels they were beforehand. Uber was up 11% today. Hmm. A good one. Yep. You want to mosey over to the, uh, the list? Might as well. All right, hang on. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. So, still uh, banking that FVC Bank Corp position from 600 years ago. Yeah. Up 96%. Pretty funny. Kellogg up 28%. Pretty good. Medtronic hanging in there. Not I'm surprised Medtronic hasn't moved. The Netflix, the Netflix buy you did back on 720. So, July, when things after that got rocked, but a 208, it closed today, 286 of 37%. Your thesis yeah, was- Yeah, that was a good pick. Oversold. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, uh, I, was, I admire myself for that one. That one of all, because Netflix is such a squirrely stock. You never know what's going to happen. Costco up uh, 2.5%. My pick of Pepsi is up 6%. Adobe down 7%. Well, my Costco is a, sh a short. Yeah, short. It's up 2.5%. Yeah. 
Uh, my crazy pick, as you called it, my you disagreed with pick about oversold oil, buying the three-time multiple yeah. pro yeah. shares ultra oil. This and is not going to happen 61%. For some time. Yeah, it was a kick-ass pick. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I was mocking it. You were. Uh, Ford, which I said was hated back in the end of September, is up 12.6%. Yeah, and I took the opposite on that. So I'm down uh, 12.6%. Mm-hmm. Disney is uh, up 10%, which you shorted. So you're down there. Yeah, those are my picks from the show 624. All my picks are bad. But show 625, yes, pay dirt. With, within one short week or two, they're all up. Yeah, your, your Earthstone Energy. What was that value? You said value is up 18%. Amazon up 13.9%. My iShares US Aerospace and Technology, uh, you know, the aerospace and uh, Boeing in there and uh, defense. Yeah, defense. That was say. actually a good pick. 12.23. Defense. Defense. So I have one pick for this week, and then I'll let you I do I have none, thing. so you can go with yours. Ah. You This pick of yours, I, I'm questioning this pick. Well, the only, the only idea here is that Pfizer came out with earnings that were pretty good. And there may be, uh, and, and Pfizer also came out with a new, what was it for? Some kind of another vaccine for the unborn. <laughs> Seriously. <It's> the, <laughs> the, you, you, you vaccinate the you, mother. You're thinking of having sex. There's a vaccine for the possible <laughs> there, kid. There is a, there's a vaccine that goes to the mother to stop sudden respiratory failure or some other kind, like SIDS or something. I'm not sure what the, I, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on this. It's something to do with, respiratory something. Uh, but you give it to the the mother during the time when she's pregnant, and I guess it seeps into the... Yeah, nothing risky about that. You know, it says 100% uh, safe, 80% eff- efficacy. Uh, I picked Moderna because uh, COVID is making a big comeback, so it seems. we got. I the, I, I'm not getting this COVID comeback thing. I, I had a virtual... I had a virtual doctor's appointment with my doctor today because he's got COVID. Guy in my office. Got COVID? A- Wait, your doctor's got COVID? Mm-hmm. Did he I, ever get vaxxed? Uh, he was grilling me on the vaccination today. He says, uh, are you fully- Making sure you got oh, vaxxed let me, let me so you, you both get COVID? You're what gonna, was the deal? Yeah, you're going to like this. He says to me, the first time I met this guy, right? We're on a virtual meeting and he says to me, one of the first things he says to me, are you up to date on your vaccines? And I said- Five bucks in his mailbox just for asking you that. And I said- it depends on how you qualify up to date. He says, whatever do you mean? I said, well. Wait, had- wait, hold on a second. You're telling me that a doctor who has COVID. Yes. As we speak. As we speak and as is I giving spoke. Is grilling you about this. It, it is. About, about COVID. He is. Huh. And he says to me, wow, are you up gall. to date on your vaccines? And, I, and again, I said, you know. It all depends on what you mean. He goes, what, did you what? say, did you say the fine? So I can be sick like you? Is that what you're asking me I, about? I was trying to be nice and not, it was the first time I met him. It was the beginning of the process of going through my medical history. And, and I just didn't feel, it was nine o'clock this morning. I didn't feel it. You didn't feel snarky. Well, I was snarky because I started. Then he says, what do you mean? I said, well. Oh, well, that's a little snarky. I said, I had my first two. He says, well, let me, wait, hold on. He says, so what you're telling me is, this is how it went, seriously. That you got the initial two shots, but you have not have any boosters. I said that is correct. Is do you have a vaccine phobia? 
No, no. Do you have anything particularly against vaccines? I said, not at all. Did you get the flu shot each year? I do not. Then he starts with the shingles. Oh, the shingle shots. There is a lot yeah, of desire to poke this. people. They want At to poke least people. my my doctor, I need they asked me about this too. And but it, the reaction is always the same. I said, you're up for a shingles shot. Yeah. And I said, nah, I'm not gonna take it. Okay. And they, they just drop it. They don't try to pressure me to get in. And they had another one they're pushing. They're pushing. I got Prevnar 13 some time ago, but now they got Prevnar 20. Some new shot from Pfizer has got, you know, for, for um, pneumonia. Hmm. And I said, I don't know. I got Prevnar 13. I said, well, you know, there's Prevnar 20. So I don't think so. Was it like an upgrade? No, I don't know what it is. I mean, I know there was another shot that existed before that was an old fashioned uh, uh, pneumonia shot that my pharmacist told me about, but I never heard of Prevnar 20 is fairly new. Well, I, 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 had this little tussle. Pushing, pushing, pushing. I had this little tussle with him. And I said, listen, I have no problem getting a vaccine or a shot or some kind of, I don't know, whatever, right? It's not that. It's just, I said, honestly, I, I've had two shots. I think I've had COVID three times. It's enough. Let's move on. You know, if I get it again, I, I've had it a few times already. What's the big deal? And he was a little, <gasps> you know. <laughs> First he coughed, and then he said, I don't know. You should get more shots. <laughs> so, All right, that's going to, uh, I think, end it. Anything you want to uh, say on the back end here? I uh, know I don't have anything to pick this week, and uh, hopefully I will next week. And I uh, hope you had a ho- – yeah, I saw your Halloween photos. They were oh. uh, grotesque. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> so I guess you go to parties still had, like a yeah. like a 20. Yeah, I do. I had one, We had yeah. one trick-or-treater, by the way. Oh, well, I live on a, on a kind of a, an ominous, uh, it's hard to get to my house. So I, I, you, I have one every so often, but I had none this year, None. but I didn't see any trick or treaters around the Berkeley area is like, uh, you know, you either go to parties or you don't go out. I don't know what the deal you is. You do the, you do the, 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 the trick or treating out of trunks. You get a bunch of cars. There's also the some neighborhoods that light it up for the trick or treaters. And that, that's right. always fun. And you have the malls, that whole mall thing. Take the young kids to the mall. Yeah, well, we don't have that here because all our malls are dead. The old days when we would shoot you with Nair. We, we had guys would 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 fill their of the old-fashioned fire extinguisher with a pump with water, half water, and a bunch of Nair and just spray everybody. You walk into school the next day, you got a big streak missing from your head. I never, that's a great gag. I never heard of it. Oh, so, such a pain. Then we'd, <laughs> we'd fill up, fill up, fill up uh, uh, the old, you know, the old tube sock. Yeah. Fill it up with powder and tie the top off and just walk yeah. around smacking people with it. <laughs> Seriously. God. Yeah, there's a, a rough customer. There's a rough neighborhood. Was that was. It was a rough neighborhood I was in. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. they had a one restaurant there and it served broken leg of lamb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John C. Dvorak, I'll see you next week. All right, see you then. All right, bye. Bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. 
Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice stack. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. <laughs> Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.